Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, June 28th, 2021. President Biden cleans up his botched messaging on the big bipartisan infrastructure deal. We'll discuss that. Plus, former President Trump returns to the campaign trail just as scrutiny intensifies over his continuation with the big lie and the future of his company. And finally, Republican 2024 hopefuls are already making the rounds in Iowa. President Biden appeared to nearly have derailed his highly sought-after bipartisan infrastructure deal with his words in a press conference last week that he wouldn't sign the bipartisan deal into law unless the purely partisan Democratic-only reconciliation American Families plan was also on his desk for his signature at the same time. Now, Republicans, specifically Mitch McConnell, initially seized on the president's words and saw an opening there to say, hey, not so fast. You just touted this bipartisan deal. Don't link it now to your effort that you're going to push through trillions of dollars of more social spending with just Democrats because you're going to lose the Republicans if you do that. And so the administration worked overtime over the last couple days to quell the Republican criticism. It included, that effort, a statement from the president himself, a pretty lengthy statement that came out on Saturday. In it, the president said he, quote, created the impression that I was issuing a veto threat on the very plan I had just agreed to, which was certainly not my intent. Now, of course, he also went on this statement to say he also intends to sign the American Families Plan, the reconciliation bill that will go through as well. And Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary today, took pains to no longer play this Washington game of veto threat or not or feed into uh, Mitch McConnell's tactics here. Time and again, she was pressed on this. And time and again, she stated the president's desire. I think he made pretty clear in his uh, statement this weekend that we issued this weekend that that was not the message he intended to send. The president intends to sign both pieces of legislation into law. But of course, President Biden didn't even really need to deal with that hypothetical about whether he would sign one bill if it came to him before the other, because Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, made clear hours before the president said anything about the bipartisan deal that she's not going to bring up that bipartisan deal for a vote in the House unless the Senate had already passed the reconciliation bill and that she could bring both things up simultaneously. So now the pressure of the process back and forth here is going to be McConnell versus Schumer and Pelosi in terms of the sequencing of this legislation. There's a lot of work to do here before this gets anywhere close to completion. Now, here's what else matters today. President Trump has returned to the campaign trail for the first time since leaving office and certainly for his first rally since that January 6th insurrection. And what did he do with this first return to the campaign trail in the heartland? Well, he did exactly what you would expect. He spent the bulk of a 90-minute speech offering up his lies about the 2020 election results, continuing to perpetuate conspiracy theories, totally debunked claims about voter fraud. And of course, 
His goal here was also to needle the Republican incumbent in the district that he went to, Ohio Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, who was one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump earlier this year. Trump's return to the stump comes at an awkward time. A brand new excerpt from a book by ABC's chief Washington correspondent, Jonathan Carl. The book not set to release until later this year, but the excerpt Carl put out today in a piece in The Atlantic deals with his interviews with Attorney General Barr and has this quote from Barr about Trump's claims of election fraud. Quote, it's total bullshit. Now, Barr is obviously on a reputation rehabilitation tour. There's no doubt about that. And you may recall back in the early fall of last year, Barr actually did give credence to the potential for fraud in an interview with CNN's Wolf Blitzer. So there's a little bit of revisionist history here, but he does zero in on that period in the aftermath of the election where Trump was continuing to demand that the Justice Department take action and find the fraud where Barr clearly seems to have told the president that it simply doesn't exist. So as his most intimate insiders continue to expose the lies he's telling about the election, Donald Trump is also facing the real legal peril that his company and perhaps he himself will be indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney. Today, Trump's lawyers are trying one last effort to convince the Manhattan DA not to bring charges. It's unclear if they will be successful. What is clear is that Donald Trump, from his continued lying in his political rhetoric to his very real-world potential problems with his company, is in a whole new level of scrutiny and potential peril than he has been at any time since he left the White House. And finally today, it's never too early. Truly, I know you don't want to hear this perhaps, but the 2024 presidential race is already well underway. Just take a look at how many Republican potential presidential candidates are making their way to the critical kickoff state of Iowa. Now, you may remember the debacle with the Iowa caucuses on the Democratic side this last cycle. The Republicans have indicated all intentions are to still have Iowa kick off the nominating process for the GOP in 2024. In the last few days, we saw Nikki Haley stay in the state for three days doing fundraising for candidates, being the keynote speaker for the Iowa Republican Party. We've also seen Mike Pompeo make a trip already, and he's got another one upcoming. Mike Pence is coming to the state. Rick Scott's been there. Tim Scott's been there. Uh, the list of people going to Iowa continues to grow. When you listen to how all of these Republicans are sort of framing the current political landscape and clearly trying to collect as many chits as possible to do good for the party in 2022 in hopes of getting support from people in Iowa in 2024, it's also really important to remember None of these folks are going anywhere if Donald Trump decides to run for re-election. He would be the overwhelming favorite to win the Republican Party's nomination for a second shot at the White House. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>